following is a presentation of the Treasure Island Baseball Network. From the diamond, to the clubhouse, to the front office, this is the show that feeds the passion for all Twins fans. It's Inside Twins. Inside Twins is sponsored by Killebrew Root Beer, made in Minnesota. It's how memories are created and legends are made. Well, happy Sunday and welcome to Minnesota Twins Baseball and Inside Twins. It's brought to you by Killebrew Root Beer, made in Minnesota. It's how memories are created and legends are made. Special day across our network and in the ballpark. It's the 16th annual Armed Forces Appreciation Day. And we'll have a special commercial free broadcast of Twins Baseball here today as the Twins bid for a sweep against the Texas Rangers. But before all that, inside Twins, Thad Levine, general manager of the Minnesota Twins, kind enough to join us in studio just prior to the All-Star break. I just am mentally assuming you've got your car packed and you're ready to just speed out here at the at the end of the uh, of the day, um, and that's one of the great topics to discuss of many here today. That is, what are breaks like for front offices? Because yeah. everyone, especially probably guys in the front office, need a break. But business is always open. Well, you know, I, I think there's a, there's a balancing act between family and professional. And I think what we try to encourage all the people in the front office is get, get away during the All-Star break. Take advantage of this week. Uh, go spend some time with your family. All, all the of us who have kids, like their, their families get to go do things during the summer. We try to recapture that for this week of the year. It is July, so we're starting to get prepared for their, the trading deadline, which happens later this month. But concurrently, we try to get physically away. We can always still be connected by phone. Uh, but we're all, I think, going to try to get out of the office for a couple of days. Is there a general agreement among front office sorts, whether whatever the title is in a given organization, that, hey, you know what, All-Star Weekend, just, just call me on Friday? Uh, I would say there is that understanding of those of us who are human. <laughs> for those Which is <laughs> about, what, half of them? <laughs> right. <laughs> but unfortunately, in a competitive landscape, I think uh, people view that as an opportunity to maybe get a leg up on other teams that aren't willing to put in the time over the All-Star break. So I think the majority of uh, general managers are getting away this week. They still may stay connected to other general managers, and, and we, we will too. We'll monitor what's going on. We'll certainly be responsive if a team reaches out. Uh, but we do try to recharge the batteries during this time. Do you think technology has changed this week in the sense that it used to be, I feel like, all the front offices would be at the side of the All-Star game or the Futures game or whatever it was, and that was almost like a, a meeting yeah. where everybody was in one place, and now you, you don't really have to be in one place. Uh, it's, it's absolutely right, and that, that's what, the way my career started too, which was there would be representatives from every club at the All-Star game, and they would actually have events for the executives who were there with an intent towards – facilitating you mingling and talking about trade discussions. I would say that as a general rule, general managers travel less with their big league teams mm-hmm. because of that as well. Uh, part of the reason you used to do that is you, you'd fly out to Detroit so you can meet with the general manager and meet face-to-face and discuss about your needs and your surpluses and any possible fit you may have. We're just so connected with everybody in the organization, in the industry, almost in a constant basis that we don't need to sit down face-to-face. It's a little bit of a shame, quite frankly. Uh, I'm just imagining like speed dating, but for trade partners <laughs> uh, at, the, uh, at the All-Star game. Let's talk about the, the physical state of some guys. I, I know the big topic for you, and you probably hear it, wherever you go is trade, 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 need help, need help, need help. There are players within the organization that maybe we had anticipated either being here still or already or being able to help still at this point down the road that have been kind of in the shadows. Trevor Hildenberger, for one, Mm -hmm. uh, he went down, working on some things, had a bit of a physical issue, 
Where is he? He's not throwing in games right now. What's the status of Hildy? Well, I think that you bring up an excellent point. I mean, the thing that we can control is the development of our own players. And so we're constantly looking at our minor league system, our, our coaches down there and our scouts to evaluate what's our next line of defense that we can control here with the Minnesota Twins. What are the programs that we can put around these guys to try to enhance their chances of coming back up and helping the big league team so that the last resort really is going outside of our four walls to get help at the major league level. Trevor Hildenberger is a perfect example. He goes down with some areas of improvement that we thought we could help him with. He did have the physical setback, but I think he's now on the road to recovery, and I think we expect that he will be a guy who's going to come up and help us later this season. We saw him 2000. 17 first pass through the American League and he was a dominant setup man at that time if we can get him back to being a winning piece for us that's one fewer guy that we're going to have to go out in the marketplace and acquire and spend some of our prospect assets to try to help this major league club has he been with Rochester has he been in Florida or like where is he, he doing his work yeah so he was in Florida and he's he's rejoining Rochester where we hope he's going to start getting a head full of steam and get that's great news. get back up to help us here. Uh, Steven Gonzalez, another guy who just hasn't been able to pitch very much. Is he uh, going to be able to to salvage something in the back half of the season here? We're, we're hopeful. You know, with, with Steven's case, there's probably a little bit less of an urgency to get him back and active to be, you know, one of those next lines of defense for the major league team this year. Uh, so we're looking at a little bit of more of a long game with Steven, hoping that he can get back and pitch and, and finish the season strong so that he goes into the offseason with some momentum. Uh, Fernando Romero, another guy who you could easily look at and say, boy, that's a guy who could help us down the stretch. And I, I think Fernando really represents kind of the evolution of what we've tried to accomplish with building out systems and programs uh, for pitching specifically at the minor league level. So we asked him to take a step back, to take two forward, something that is really tough for a person to do midseason. Uh, but we felt there was opportunities to really help him with some things physically and some things mentally to put him in a better position to help the big league club. So Fernando deserves a ton of credit. He embraced the change. He embraced the, the programming that we put in front of him. Uh, we feel as if he has taken that half step back, and now he's really starting to move forward because he is a, a pitcher who we believe can not only help us at the major league level but really impact us at the major league level. It's a, it's a great <clears throat> point you bring up about having to step back to go forward, which makes it, to me, more impressive what somebody like a Zach Littell has done, mm -hmm. who has been tasked with redoing that as well and has been able to do it on the fly and is helping now and impacting now uh, and, and made some of those changes literally mid-stride. Well, I mean, imagine the transition we've asked a, a pitcher to make, which is to transition from being a starter to a reliever. We asked him to do that middle of the season, and then we didn't even really give him a whole lot of a runway yeah. in the minor leagues to, to work on that, and we brought him right back up to the big leagues and have just thrust him into that role. It's a pretty significant change for a man, especially yeah. for one who doesn't have a ton of experience under his belt, still a very young pitcher and on the upswing of his career. We felt that there was something in his repertoire that allowed for us to minimize the number of t types of pitches he was going to throw, maximize the ones that he threw extremely well, and we helped, We were hopeful that his velocity would spike. We certainly have seen that at the big league level, and I think he's easing his way into being a winning piece here for Wes and, and Rocco. Yeah, you can see the improvement and the confidence, too, and the, and the command. One of the guys who is absolutely an impact player already, but you've been without him, is Eddie Rosario. Mm -hmm. It's weird timing with the All-Star break because he could come off now and then sit around, or he could. do you try to keep him active during mm -hmm. the break? Do you use that 
buffer zone to maybe try to get him some swings so he's ready for Friday. There'll be heightened spotlight on that because it is in Cleveland for three games where you'd like to be at your best. What's the plan for Eddie? So Eddie is is an example of a guy who's probably one step away from being activated today. He still needs to run the bases. That's something he was going to work on today with our training staff and our our outfield instructors and see how he did and see how his ankle responded. If he clears this hurdle, he's going to be ready to go coming out of the break. He's going to stay here in Minnesota over the All-Star break. He's going to work out with Jeff Lotti, our physical therapist, and really try to be as ready to roll as he possibly can the intent and the hope and the goal would be that he'd be active Friday and in the lineup in Cleveland he will be so tired of hearing Saint Scholastica stories from Lottie that he is (laughs) going to be ready to do whatever it takes coming out of the break and and Eddie's the prime example but really the whole rest versus rust over a break Mm -hmm. is something the teams have tried to figure out whether for players who are participating in the all-star festivities coming off an injury like Eddie or just you know banged up at this point of the year how do you balance rest rust with your guys? Well, these well, we have we have a lot of guys who are kind of ailing. Like almost bit. all of them. Yeah, <laughs> right, right. And a few of those guys we have put on the disabled list or in injury list. I'm sorry, but uh, a few of those guys are still active and and they're recovering from previous injuries or they're dealing with current ones. So I think we're going to use this break as best we can to, for some rest and rehabilitation. Uh, we're we're willing to absorb a. a, a tinge of rust in the name of trying to rest right now and you can't get caught up in the schedule coming out of the break can you i know people will say wow they're in cleveland for three but you can't have that be your focus when you've got two full months of regular season to play right and we and we still have 12 games left with Mm -hmm. cleveland so we we've got to treat each of these games uh, as 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 important as the last and as 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 important as the next game on the schedule uh they've made a run right now Uh, they are breathing down our necks and this is a great test for our team uh, for a while there, we had a cushion, and I think there wasn't a whole lot expected of us. Their expectations heaping down on our shoulders. It's now time for our team to respond with a little bit of another run. Makes it fun. It makes it very, very fun. They'll try to sweep the Rangers here today. We'll take a break with that, Levine. The show is Inside Twins. It's brought to you by Killebrew Root Beer, made in Minnesota. How memories are created and legends are made. When we come back, we'll hear more uh, from Daniel Adler, Director of Baseball Operations, and then we'll hear Thad make fun of Daniel Adler on the back end of that. That's coming up next on your home for Twins Baseball. Adopt U.S. Kids presents What to Expect When You're Expecting. A teenager learning the lingo. Today I'm going to help parents translate teen slang. Now, when a teen says something is on fleek, it's exactly like saying that's rad. It simply means that something is awesome or cool. Another one is totes. It's exactly like saying totally, just shorter. As in, I totes love going to the mall with Becca. Another word you might hear is jelly. Jelly is a shorter, better way to say jealous. As in, Chloe, I am like so jelly of your unicorn phone case. You don't have to speak teen to be a perfect parent. Thousands of teens in foster care will think you're, um, rad just the same. To learn more, visit AdoptUSKids.org. A public service announcement brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, AdoptUSKids, and the Ad Council. Kids grow out of calling mom, mommy. They grow out of sleeping with a blankie. They grow out of eating stuff off the floor. They grow out of race car shaped beds. They grow out of having invisible friends, hopefully. But a kid never grows out of baseball. They grow old with it. The joy, the lessons, 
and the memories stick with them like pine tar. Give your kid the lifelong gift of baseball. Learn more at twinscommunityfund.org. The Twins Community Fund, getting more kids in the game. The Minnesota Twins Community Fund is supported by Minnesota Twins Cornerstone Partners, Target, U.S. Bank, Treasure Island Resort and Casino, and Delta Airlines. We thank them for supporting youth baseball and softball throughout the upper Midwest and for getting more kids in the game. Welcome back to another edition of Inside Twins. We're trying something a little new this year as what we're essentially going to do is, is kind of introduce some people to the folks who are heavily involved in what's going on in the organization, but maybe not out front and center all the time. And one of those guys is Daniel Adler, Director of Baseball Operations. And as more and more front offices are structured similarly to the way the Twins are now, and the Twins, in fact, probably catching up more so than from where they were five, ten years ago, if you're all chasing the same Easter eggs, there's only so many eggs, right? So at some point, then, do you have a group that's trying to differentiate and get off the beaten path? Yeah, it's really hard, and this is something I think about a lot, and I think our whole group thinks about. It's a somewhat efficient market if you're kind of thinking about the finance world. Our job is to find what are those inefficiencies, and we have a few areas that we've invested pretty heavily in in terms of people and technology that we think you know, we don't know exactly what other teams are doing, but we might be on part of a very small group that is leveraging this type of information. And the goal is that that is something that you can then exploit for a few years. But the hard thing is, I think those gaps are closed so quickly. It's especially true when it's something you see on the field shifting. You can't really hide how you're shifting. We can study the Astros. We can mm-hmm. study the Yankees, the Rays. It's very easy to see how they're shifting. Now, other things, if they have some interesting philosophy in the draft, that can stay hidden for a little longer. Our goal is to find you know, both things that may become immediately apparent, but also hopefully find some advantages that we can stay quiet about and hold for a number of years. When you acquire players from another organization or instructors from another organization, is there like a debriefing? Is there like an intel debriefing? Or is there a a code among thieves that that's not done. (laughs) There's nothing formal, uh, although maybe that's a good idea that there should be a a little bit of a checklist. I think we're certainly, you know, a number of people have left our organization. Rick Eckstein, who is our hitting coordinator, Mm -hmm. is now the hitting coach for the Pittsburgh Pirates. And, you know, there's rules around what physical information you can bring. But at the end of the day, it's hard to keep your ideas Mm -hmm. uh, entirely, you know, hoard them to yourself. Certainly, we are interested in what other teams are doing. You know, our our scouts have friends in other organizations. We hear whispers, but certainly nothing formalized. But I think slowly, that's kind of one of the reasons we're pushing so hard to keep finding new things is we know anything we have today, you can only hold on to it for so long. So we're certainly curious as to what other teams are doing. And some of those things are much easier to see than others. Yeah, the speed with which things are turning around has just been remarkable. Another question, old school, historically, you had your scouts and then your developers. And if the players didn't turn out, the developers would say, well, they drafted the wrong guy. And the scouts would say, well, they developed him wrong. And there was no way to answer it. You can come up with a billion models about what the lineup should look like, where they should line up, what pitch sequence should be used. If it doesn't work, you can always say, well, they didn't execute it. There's no way to know How do you gauge yourselves and your team to find out if the models you're putting together and the data that you're parsing, you're doing it well? I mean, how do you grade yourselves to find out whether you're on point with what you're trying to come up with? Great question. It just got a little little hotter in here. (laughs) Uh, But, 
Yeah, I think that's that's a very good question. We're constantly, I mean, we're, but we're constantly looking back and saying, okay, what did we think about this guy before the season? What is the error on our model? You know, it's very easy for us to look back and say, hey, this scout thought a player was going to be X, and it turned out he was Y. We want to do the same things with our models and and eventually use that information to make them better and realize, oh wow, this was a blind spot in our model. We were missing out on this key factor that wasn't part of it, and now we need to include that. So. You know, our models are always going to be getting better. There's always going to be information that we either don't have or we're not taking into account properly, and we can learn a whole lot uh, from our mistakes. That is the uh, cutting through the fog voice of Daniel Adler, the uh, director of baseball operations, and Thad, let's kind of reflect back on some of the things that, that he had talked about. And uh, really, we talked about modeling and, and things of that nature a lot in the offseason, mm-hmm. targeting players and whatnot. Have they been ramped up now? in a similar vein with potential trades, I would imagine, in the month of July. Yeah, I mean, our, our internal group has done a fabulous job. It's an ever-evolving process to inform our decision-making. And I think what people out there should realize is this isn't something that just happens overnight. This isn't one guy just with one formula that he implements and we run everybody through this one formula and it spits out exactly who we should go acquire. There are countless pieces of data that they're factoring in. It's scouting reports, it's statistical information, it's health information, it's projections on age and things that we've learned from the past. And as Daniel alluded to in his segment, it's learning from every decision we make. Uh, Good, bad, or indifferent, it's reflecting on it and trying to realize what were the factors that we considered at that moment in time what decision did it lead us to and then what did we learn after the fact that could have been helpful and trying to then incorporate that into the next time so each time we feel the system is getting smarter and smarter and smarter but I don't think it's ever completed I think the teams as Daniel referenced who are a little bit more mature in this space are still applying themselves as much as we are as much as the teams who are just starting to build systems uh, because this is a constantly evolutionary process and he mentioned you can't know exactly what other teams are valuing or what their systems are saying but one way you could read that i would imagine is that certain teams might be calling on certain types of players and that i would guess is something you would chart well well those three clubs we know they think a certain way and they like these a ball guys that we've got what are they seeing have we missed it or do we see the same thing is that something you guys keep close tabs on? Well, I can tell you this. We're not too proud not to take that information as being meaningful. So we don't always assume we know better than other teams know. So that's actually one of the inputs into our model is if another team has expressed interest in a player, that means something. And it especially means something if it's from a team that we feel has very mature systems. So we look at the, the public data. You know, what does Major League Baseball's website think mm-hmm. of our system? What does Baseball America's website think of our system? What do Fangraphs thinks of our system? Reference, perspectives, all those guys. All of, the, all of them. And we never assume that we know more than everybody else. We factor all of that information. We, we feel we have more insight than they do. But we don't feel like we're right and they're wrong. We take that data as being meaningful. And then the real magic here is you take the data. Let's say you identify players. Maybe you even identify matches. There's human beings involved, and there's a nice balance in the ecosystem of what you've got Mm -hmm. going on over here, and you don't want to disrupt, but you want to better, and that's not always an easy line to walk. That's a tremendously challenging balancing act, I feel, because – on paper, you could say clinically, this could improve our team 1% or 2%. I would say that that's the science of the deal. I think the art of the deal is how much does this disrupt the clubhouse? What what ripple effect does it have to bring one individual into our clubhouse, which also means taking one individual out of our clubhouse? And in my humble opinion, if that exceeds 1% to 2% improvement, let's pass on that deal. 
We're not going to just make a deal that is going to incrementally improve us, but possibly significantly disrupt the team. That's uh, going to be really interesting. And the deadline, again, is at the end of the month. We'll talk about another deadline that we just passed with that, Levine, when we return on Inside Twins after this on your home for Twins Baseball. sound right the twins community fund getting more kids in the game learn more at twinscommunityfund.org the minnesota twins community fund is supported by minnesota twins cornerstone partners target u.s bank treasure island resort and casino and delta airlines we thank them for supporting youth baseball and softball throughout the upper midwest and for getting more kids in the game Rich is just a really, really, really good guy. The term good egg isn't enough to describe him. He's also certified organic and free range. Rich puts the cap back on everything. The toothpaste, the olive oil, the shampoo, everything. He lets his 10-year-old nephew beat him at virtual tennis, even though he can straight up slay his 10-year-old nephew in virtual tennis. When the toilet paper is running low, Rich replaces the roll on the actual holder, not just on the back of the toilet. Rich is texting and driving. Rich, no, what are you doing, Rich? I was just telling everyone how great you are. Texting and driving makes good people look bad. Visit StopTextStopRex.org. A public service announcement brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Hey, Twins fans, every Wednesday at Target Field is Schwager Dollar Dog Day. Your chance at $1 hot dogs at Hennepin Grill and Taste the Twins Territory Concession Stands. Visit TwinsBaseball.com for more information. One in three adults in America have pre-diabetes, but most don't know it. To let people know it can be reversed before it becomes type 2 diabetes, professional basketball player Julius Randle is doing everything in reverse. I'm only dunking with reverse windmills. I drove the whole way to practice in reverse. I don't recommend it. This move's called the reverse shuffle. I do recommend it. And it took me months to learn how to speak in reverse, like this. Here's 10 almost for diabetes type 2 with living Ben has my mind. In other words, my mom has been living with type 2 diabetes for almost 10 years. So together, we want to say to the 84 million Americans at risk, exercise and healthy eating can help reverse prediabetes. Start by taking a simple one-minute risk test at doihaveprediabetes.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council and its prediabetes awareness partners. (laughs) Betty can't say that in reverse. Armed Forces Appreciation Day at the ballpark. You're expecting another mammoth crowd here. Twins trying for their eighth sweep of the year as they take on uh, the Texas Rangers. Uh, and the Rangers, boy, they drew the short straw. They've got the short uh, all-star break. They'll open up again on Thursday following the break against Houston. Twins will be off in Cleveland Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Thad Levine, formerly of the Rangers, currently the general manager of the Minnesota Twins in studio. Inside Twins brought to you by Killebrew Root Beer. July 4th, big holiday. In the baseball world, July 2nd is a big holiday. That is yep. International Signing Day. I can't even imagine 
They would probably take a, a team of documentary filmmakers years to come up with a reason how that all came about. It has to do with what age you are on July 2nd, uh, but it is an unquestioned huge day for organizations to inject mm-hmm. talent into their systems. How was your July 2nd? I, I think we're, we're ecstatic with it. Uh, Mike Radcliffe, Fred Guerrero are the two guys who head up that department for us. We've had countless scouts go down throughout Latin America, throughout the Pacific Rim, evaluating the best talent. And, you know, it's, it's different now than it had been three or four years ago. It's used to be kind of considered the wild, wild west where you could spend a lot of money down there with some penalties but not massive repercussions. They've really normalized it now so that all teams are spending within reason the same dollar amount there. So you're really competing on scouting. And you can trade those dollars. And too. you can trade those dollars. You can acquire up to 50% of your cap from other clubs. And so teams are very active in that in that front, and we've done that in the past. The last trade cycle, we did that pretty aggressively. You signed the Cuban player, the pitcher, right before before that money and that was on and the, the new money that, started, right? That really traced back to the trade that we made in spring training involving Zach Granite in which we acquired some cap space from the Baltimore Orioles. And then before this July 2nd, we had a chance to spend it on the Cuban right-handed pitcher of whom you speak that we're yeah. excited about. But this this class, I think, were was headlined by two different types of players. We got two corner outfielders out of the Dominican Republic, both of whom we think have a chance to be five-tool power-based guys. One one guy who drew a lot of comps to Eddie Rosario, who I, you know our fans have grown to love. Uh, but that type of player, a lot of athleticism in the corner outfield and kind of sneaky, solid power. The other guy is a bona fide power bat. And then uh, another guy who's headlining this class is a right-handed pitcher out of Venezuela who our scouts were really excited about. And, you know, the challenge right now is scouting in Venezuela uh, with, yeah, with some of the, 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 the strife down there. It is really challenging to get guys outside of the country into the country for scouting purposes. So you got to rely heavily on your scouts down there. Jose Leon heads up our initiatives down in Venezuela, does an excellent job, and we feel gives us a real competitive advantage in the country. And just to let people know, this doesn't get the coverage that the draft gets. But in one year, the Twins pulled Miguel Sano, Jorge Polanco, and Max Kepler on July 2nd, or thereabouts. It was a little more prolonged for Miguel. So this is a major, major (laughs) difference-making signing period for big league clubs. And, and, you know, to give credit where it's due, that was one of the best signing classes you're going to ever hear about. And the Minnesota Twins fans should recognize that that trio in one class is nothing shy of spectacular. Uh, There's a lot higher risk and a higher reward coming out of Latin America because you're signing kids at age 16. Uh, and so there's a lot more growth and development that they have. There's a lot more having to have a vision of what the future may look like, not only from a skills development standpoint, but a physicality. Because keep in mind, a lot of these kids are really kind of in the throes of puberty when you're signing them and you're projecting what are they going to look like in a big league uniform playing at target field. That's a real challenge. And you've built up the infrastructure to help them along. And that's a big part of what the Academy does in the Dominican and also here uh, in Florida. We got a zip. We got baseball to be played here between the Twins and the Rangers. Thad, have a great all-star break. And I know your your phone will be on from now until July 31st, right? Without question. Thank you for having me. I try not to text you in the middle of the night just to get, <laughs> Feel you, free. to get you off base. That's Thad Levine with some great uh, insights here on Inside Twins. Brought to you by Killebrew Root Beer. Made in Minnesota. How memories are created and legends are made. I'm going to move upstairs for the Adina Realty pregame lineup card special day here it's armed forces appreciation day and the twins also trying to head into the break with a sweep of a good texas rangers club it's all coming up right here on your home for twins baseball you have been listening to inside twins brought to you by killabrew root beer made in minnesota it's how memories are created and legends are made this has been a presentation of the treasure island baseball network this is Chad Greenway of the Minnesota Vikings asking the old question, is it Duck Duck Gray Duck or Duck Duck Goose? This epic debate has brought forth the hottest, smoothest vodka in the Midwest. 
Gray Duck Vodka. Gray Duck Vodka is different in all the ways that matter. Gray Duck is made from Minnesota corn, it's gluten-free, and is now available all throughout Twins territory. Being from the Midwest, we have the same pride in supporting our communities, businesses, and farms as you do. That's why we distribute to places you're already gathering. The cabin, the game, your local bar, your own backyard. Gray Duck will be there. Get the duck out. Your CenturyLink Fiber Internet is all set up. Nice. By the way, there may be side effects. What? Anything internet connected, TV, security, and gaming systems is going to be ecstatic. I'm a TV streaming machine. Woo! Talking devices? That's new. Upgrade your house power with CenturyLink Fiber Internet and speeds up to one gig. Service and speed may not be available in your area. Tap now for details or visit CenturyLink.com slash housepower. It's a different kind of work week when you live out here. You need a tractor with enough power, performance, and attachments to scratch any itch. You need the Kubota BX Series, the best-selling subcompact tractor in America. Now get a Kubota BX 1880 tractor for payments as low as $99 a month for 84 months, plus a six-year warranty. A 54-inch mower deck is also included. Now through August 31st, 2019. Visit GoKubota.com for more details or to find the Kubota dealer nearest you. Thanks to U.S. Bank, your banking is done in a few clicks, so you have time to get more done. Like, wake up, stretch, go to meetings, go to the gym, convince yourself you like the gym. It's fun. I really like it. A U.S. Bank checking account with online and mobile access allows banking to fit in your life. Call 800-720-BANK. Visit a branch or go to usbank.com slash checking. U.S. Bank, the power of possible. See a banker or visit usbank.com slash checking for more information. The U.S. Bank mobile app is free to download. Your mobile carrier may charge access and messaging fees. Deposit products offered by U.S. Bank National Association, member FDIC. Hey, folks. Somebody said there's more similarities between the killer and I than you might think. We both played first base during our careers, me more than him, and we both hit several home runs over the years. <laughs> he more than I. And we both love to drink his hometown root beer. Cheers, Harmon. Killer old-fashioned root beer and cream soda. Pick up a six-pack or case at your neighborhood Lunds and Byerly's grocery store. Tell them Herbie sent you. Killebrew, it's how memories are created and legends are made. Your first place Minnesota Twins are on display at Target Field. Dug out by Crow, over. Miguel Sano with a game-saving play to his left. Nelson Cruz bringing the boomstick. Blast to center field. Back it goes, deep it goes, and way out of here. Whoa! That was a bomb. The Twins take on the Oakland Athletics on Friday, July 19th, with the first 10,000 fans receiving the second Joe Maurer bobblehead of the four-part series. Grab your tickets now at TwinsBaseball.com.